You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're going to do. Why do we want to fly it? When do we want it now? I haven't flipped what. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no, and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this matter, over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. You are listening to Represent. Yay! I am here with... Right, are you back? I'm back! Back, oh back from the brink. Oh yeah. You've had a week. <laughs> I know, I, t- I have had a week. Well, I was going to have a week, which was the reason <laughs> that two weeks ago I said to Freddie and Naya, I said, guys, I can't do next week because I had this just really busy week. And I was like, I'll just take take this week from the show. I'll call it, call it now, call it a week in advance. So they knew. And then... Um, instead of having this week, I got COVID um, and you know, had another week, but um, it was a lot quieter yeah. than the original it's intention. Been no good, very bad week. It was okay. It was just really, really boring. Yeah. I was so bored. My poor friends got texts every five minutes going like, guys, what's going on? What's <laughs> happening? What have I missed? I was real bored. And you were just so excited to report on the budget as well. Oh, you? I know. It was really what I was hoping for the whole Gushing. time was to just talk more and more about the budget. My favourite night of the year. Friday was texting us the whole night going, oh my God, guys, billions of dollars in this, billions of dollars in I that. I know, job so seeker. Oh, job seeker, what? Yeah, literally. <laughs> that's my life. That's the level of excitement I was at. So that's why 100%. this entire show is just Bridie talking about the budget. It's for a the monologue and it starts right minutes. now. <laughs> the budget is boring. Oh, I'm spreading... Misinformation. No. Hey, Jim Chalmers, can you come on the show, please? <laughs> yeah, true, actually. You've got your biggest fan here. <laughs> <laughs> Not starting super strongly in our relationship with Jim Chalmers, unfortunately, <laughs> but that's okay. So, we will also have Naya with us uh, before too long. But She's um, right here. What do you mean? She got lost in Docklands <laughs> by going down, further going down. down. Her words, not ours. We've been sitting in the studio wondering how the hell you go down from Docklands, but you know what? We'll ask her she's, when she gets here. She's in the river. <laughs> to- she's in the river. Yeah, I mean, that's here. the only option. Like, it literally, unless you go to South Bank. Look, I hope, it's the water. I hope she can swim. Um, I'm sure she can swim. Yeah. She's so, very well educated. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, true. She, I'm a swimming teacher. It. I should be there yeah. with her. To paraphrase Coles, down, down, the Naya is down. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, what are we talking about today, people? We've got so much. We've got a massive show. It's going to be so good. Friday's got a 50-minute monologue on the budget. Um, yeah, um, and then we're actually done. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's all. the entire show. But if we do happen to have some extra time... Which if seems we unlikely. Yeah. We, we, we might, depending. I don't know. Hoist might have to take the d- night off because Bridie's got so much to say. So much. I think we're talking Tasmanian liberal turmoil. We got Mikey's. We got Moira Deeming. Yep. We got... Something else? Whatever gambling. And gambling. <laughs> gambling. Always a good one. Bad Not... gambling. Bad gambling. Gambling's bad. Gambling is well, bad. Yeah, we, just, we really wrote the line with vapes over the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> I what else aren't we allowed to talk about? <laughs> yeah. How else can we make the Sin staff really, really concerned about what's just going on in our show? Just freak out. Yeah. yeah. So if the show stops halfway through... They've cut us we'll off. We'll know why. Air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll know why. Yeah, especially if it happens during the gambling segment. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, going to really... be, be a good show. It's going to be a great show, guys. It's really exciting. Show good one a song. for Bridie to come back on. Yes. Well, well, we'll wait and see, right? Don't speak too soon. Yeah. <laughs> no confidence in us, Bridie. You're supposed to be the EP. I'm confident in you. I'm not confident in my own segment. No, I'm sure this is going to be great. Don't worry. Oh, well, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate re- it. It's a rebuilding week. I, it is. And that's okay. It's time to recover... Yeah, it's a rebuilding week for a lot of people at Sin, I guess, isn't it? (laughs) Touche. Ready? Touche. All right, let's go to a song. This is um, Silver Surfer by Self. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah. Silver Surfer by Self. Say that five times fast. Silver Surfer by who? (laughs) Self. Self. Silver Surfer by Solve. Silver Surfer by Self. Silver Surfer. Yeah, see what I mean? (laughs) All right. Here it is. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you are back on Represent. Freddie is going to take it away. I thought you were talking about the budget. Uh, (laughs) Ah, yeah. I'll give you some more time to prepare. Yeah, thanks. I just need to write a little bit more. Type, 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 type. Type away, Bridie. I'm going to make this really quick for you. Yeah, okay. So, (laughs) guys, I love the Liberal Party. We all don't we all? This show loves the Liberal Party. Exactly. I should call Matt Buck right now. (laughs) Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. (laughs) Guess who we love? (laughs) Who do we love, Matt? Because when I'm preparing a segment for this show every week. I can always sit down and I can go, what have the Liberals done this week? And we all know, Tasmania, the last Liberal government in Australia. Got to be good content coming from... And do you guys want to hear a fun fact? State down south. So they let, in the last Tasmanian election, they won by one seat. That's a pretty small margin. It is a very small margin. So So you could imagine, hypothetically, if two MPs left the Liberal Party this week, they wouldn't be having a great time. Oh, that did happen. Yeah, it happened. Oh, no. Oh, no, what a shame. Who left the Liberal Party? That is such a great question, Lachlan. I'm glad you asked. We have uh, (laughs) Laura Alexander, member for Bass, and John Tucker, member for Lions. They've both left the Liberal Party. Lions with a Y or an I? With a Y. With a Y. With a Y, I know. Hey, isn't Bridget Archer the federal member for Bass? Like, Uh, are they the same Maybe. That'd be a really good thing to research, Lachlan. Get on (laughs) it. Um, We'll Google it and circle back. We'll Google it and circle back. But the Tasmanian Liberal Party has lost two of these MPs, and they are now a minority government in the state. We need a sound effect. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so both of the... We should make a soundboard. We should, have a, re- we should have a represent soundboard. <laughs> it actually be so fun. There should be like two minutes before the show. You know how in Parliament House there's the question time bells <laughs> that ring for two minutes? That should be what rings on sin for... From 4.58 When it's represent five. time. Exactly. So, on a Tuesday. Babe, wake up. It's represent time. <laughs> so, 
Speaking of, I'm going to tweet that right now. Babe, wake up. It's represent. I'm going to. Good. Uh, Check out Twitter. <laughs> at SinRepresent. Also tw- Instagram. Yep. So, both of these MPs, Laura Alexander, John Tucker, they have quit the now minority government Liberal Party, mainly over concerns of the lovely $750 million AFL stadium that was announced uh, a week or two back, I believe it is, which has been so popular with Tasmanians. Both have quit over not having enough information on the stadium to actually support it. Where I believe, uh, which one? It was John Tucker or Lara Alexander, one of them. I read it, but I don't have it in my notes here. One of them said that a lot of the deals with this stadium were made behind closed doors, which is a bit. There's no transparency there. And John Tucker specifically has also expressed a lot of concern about the amount of debt that it would put the government in. Lara Alexander, as she said when she announced her resignation, she said, For me, as an accountant, as an economist, and as a person who has worked in the non-for-profit sector, it's really hard for me to understand this particular investment in the AFL stadium, and I just can't get my head around it. While John Tucker said, I want to ensure that these are the right decisions for the Tasmanian taxpayer, so we're not going to create a nightmare for them going forward with the debt loads. Both have said they don't want to derail the stadium necessarily, uh, but they do want some more information and greater transparency around it. Now, this is not the only thing that they have disagreed with their party on. Lara Alexander specifically has raised concerns about um, the party's stance on the voice to Parliament. So, uh, the Tasmanian Liberals are for the voice, but she personally doesn't think there is enough transparency and enough information around it to support it. While John Tucker also raised concerns about the Marinus Link deal from last October, the TLDR oversimplification for this is that it's a fancy underwater power cable that is going to link the electricity grids between Tasmania and Victoria, and he doesn't like it because he thinks it's going to raise the prices for energy for Tasmanians. So both of them have already had some concerns with their party. Both of them have raised these concerns as well, but apparently when they did this, neither of them had really seen any change from this. Hmm. You look like you're about to say something, Lachlan. I am. I, I just have a question. Yes. Which is, hi, I'm Lachlan and I'm 12 and I don't know anything about politics. Now that the Liberals don't have a majority government, does that mean Tasmania doesn't have a government? No, that's what a really great mean? question, 12-year-old Lachlan, and I'm so glad you asked it. I'm so glad you're here in the studio with yeah. us, 12-year-old Lachlan. <laughs> Thank God 12-year-old Lachlan is here. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Keeping, um, us, keeping us real. Uh, to answer your question, Tasmania still does have a government. Specifically, their government is still the Liberal Party, but they are in now what is called a minority government. So they don't have the majority of uh, seats in the House, to pass things independently, I guess. They now have to negotiate with other parties and independents uh, to pass bills, which, of course, is not the most ideal situation to be in. So the parliamentary makeup uh, at the moment, Liberals, they now have 11 seats, down from 13. Labour hold 8, Greens hold 2, and Independents, including John Tucker and Lara Alexander, who are now independents, is now four seats. So they have to negotiate with these independents, Greens, or even Labor, to try and pass bills now. So the government is still liberal, there is still a government in Tasmania, but it's not a majority government like we see in a lot of other states. Does 12-year-old Lachlan have any further questions? (laughs) 12-year-old Lachlan does not have any further questions, except that, I guess, 
what what does Jeremy Rockliffe think about this? Would he maybe try and how how could he get back a majority? Twelve year old Lachlan doesn't know what a minority government is, but he knows, he knows who Jeremy, Jeremy Rockliffe, Rockliffe is. Twelve year old Lachlan does his research sometimes. Twelve year old Lachlan, go play on the iPad. But, yeah, um, but I'm sure a lot of people at home are going, "Who's Jeremy Rockliffe?" And I'm really glad you asked that, people at home. But not twelve year old Lachlan. Jeremy Rockliffe is the premier for Tasmania, the Liberal premier for Tasmania. And there's been a lot of calls around maybe there'll be another election coming up. Tasmania was supposed to have an election in 2025, and there's been little rumbles about that being called early. Jeremy Rockliffe, the Premier, has said that's not happening. Damn, we'll I haven't heard any of those rumours. Uh, yeah. Rumbles, sorry. You haven't heard any of the rumbles? I didn't hear any rumbles, but that's that might just be for. me being stuck at home for a week. <laughs> I'm the Tasmanian correspondent. <laughs> All of my stories oh my God, are Tassie-based from now on. I have something to talk about off air. Oh! Um, no, I've just thought of it just then. Guys, um, I'm getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have a question. Now, my question yes. is, so the, their concerns are the debt. The debt. That's their main concern? Yeah. Why is there a concern not that they're spending so much money on this stadium and that there are, like, homeless people who live in the streets? Well, that's another concern they've got, but they've only decided to mainly focus on the debt for some reason. That's really interesting, because wasn't there a protest in Tasmania about this stadium? Yes, there Um, has been a few, I think, at this point, The cost of living crisis? (laughs) Yeah, there is. And I think Laura Alexander, she specifically said that the government is out of touch which is a bit interesting, and she thinks that she thinks as a they, part of the government, as not anymore. <laughs> well, not formally, anymore. As um, like the artist formerly known as the government. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, she thinks the government she was previously part of, but is no longer part of. Um, she thinks that the government has sort of fallen out of touch with Tasmanians, but she thinks she can win them back if it focuses on bread and butter issues. She didn't exactly expand what is, on what those are. Is that like cost of living? Um, well, that's what I'm going to guess it would be. It'd be cost yeah. of living the homelessness, they've got a really massive health and education problem over in Hobart at the moment, so I'm guessing that would be what what she wants the government to focus on. Yeah. So, as they have said that they don't want to derail the Liberal government entirely, and they still do support Jeremy Rockliffe as the Premier, but they want to make sure that the government is sort of being held, sort of being scrutinised a bit more, right? She wants to make, they want to make sure that the government's being scrutinised a bit more. What we're spending, what they're spending money on, what they're focusing on, is actually sort of at the heart of what Tasmanians want, because that's been their concern. The stadium and all these other sort of rent, like the Marinus Link, they're worried that the government is sort of losing what Tasmanians actually want. Uh, so yes, uh, Rockliffe has said he remains confident that the Liberals can win another election. Interesting. Interesting. When you don't have the majority of seats right now. And when he was asked mm. if other MPs might resign, Jeremy Rockliffe said that the other MPs are committed to the government's plan. That's not an answer. That's a dodge. That's a dodge. Could we see some more resignations? Who knows? I do want to bring us back to two things. This is a 21-year-old Lachlan. Okay, this is a 21-year-old 12-year-old Lachlan's been typed out. I don't, playing on the iPad I don't enjoy the company of children, um, he says on the youth radio station, but <laughs> I've Googled. It is the same bass, so Bridget Archer okay. and Lara Alexander both represent same the bass. same seat. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if Bridget Archer will last the year in the Liberal Party, and well, I'm I holding firm. I think that's firm. interesting because her whole, she got you know re-elected on the basis of kind of sticking to her guns, and it's interesting that she's stayed in the Liberal Party while 
you know, maybe not towing the party line, doing conscious voting, whatever. Whereas Laura Alexander has chosen not She's to She's decided do so. to step back. I think that's quite interesting that they're in the same seat and that I wonder, like, in the next election... What's going to happen? Because surely it'll be a vote of confidence in one or the other, right? Well, that would be that's interesting. And so. so on the sort of state sort of side of these politics, Labour wants the Premier to recall Parliament to test if he maintains the confidence of the lower oh, house. Classic. A confidence vote. I know. <laughs> this would be interesting. Uh, this is why we need another soundboard. Yes, we Wah. do. Wah. The <laughs> lab- confidence vote. <laughs> I it's love confidence, confidence vote time. Exactly. I love confidence votes. They're so fun. The Labour leader, Rebecca White, has said, uh, these two MPs, John Tucker, Laura, Exalen- La- Laura Alexander, have quit because they believe Tasmanians deserve a better government than the one we currently have. If they don't trust the government, how can the rest of the Tasmanian community? Brutal. Good question. Classic opposition question. Classic opposition question. (laughs) Brutal. True. Is it? What do we think? I think it's a. I mean, it's this happens every time anything happens in any government anywhere. The opposition goes, "How can we trust the government? How can anyone trust the government? (laughs) What What do we do? (laughs) If X can't trust the government, then like, why should we? Exactly. And it's like, yeah, sure. But I mean. I think it's it's a fair question to ask. It's if you're losing, question. especially if you're losing members of your said government. I mean, it's totally valid question to ask. And I think we yeah. need to bring it in the broader context of the Liberals altogether. Mm. Every other state in Australia is Labor, is mm. red. Now that the only Liberal government in Australia has gone into a minority, mm. that's not a good not look a, for your party, is it? Very true. The Liberal Party's largest constituency in Australia at this point. This was still true before they lost. Tasmania. Um, haven't they really have not lost, lost Tasmania? Tasmania. Well, <laughs> not exactly. Not yet. Um, but the Don't largest... Don't get it mixed okay. up with another state. I think 12-year-old Lachlan's been in your head. <laughs> yeah, let me... Okay, let me rephrase. The largest majority government they hold now in the country is Brisbane City Council. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. know they That's held Brisbane City Council. They, they, they've held it for a number of years. So Brisbane, it just has the one council. So it's yeah. like two million people. I fa- I find that... This is so unrelated. I really <laughs> find that very interesting. Maybe we can talk about this off air. But, um, yeah. I mean, it, it works. The bins get collected? <laughs> yeah, I know. Do they get collected everywhere? <laughs> Probably. As far as I know. Only if you vote Liberal. <laughs> no, that's yeah. not true. That's not true. I just want to clarify that. So, yeah, we've got this very interesting situation. Could we see a completely red Australia coming up? Red in, as in Labour. In two years. In two, in two years, unless the election gets moved up. True. No confidence. Which might. It, oh. might. it might. We'll see what Anything's happens. possible. But, yes, I just think that's very interesting. So, the All Liberals, right. it's a bit of a bit of a dumpster fire at the moment in the Liberal Party, and we'll have to see how it turns out. It definitely is. All right, shall we go to a song? Let's go to a song. What's the song? Is it called Get Your Party Into Life? What? (laughs) No, it's called She's On Fire by Strange Ranger. Liberal's on fire. All right, you are listening to Represents. Stay with us. Babe, wake up. Represents back. We are back. (laughs) And guess who's in the studio with us? It's Naya. Naya. It's me. She's Two back trans. from Docklands. She lost. was not in the water, unfortunately. Our no. Docklands correspondent is back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Alrighty. Um, let's talk PTV, people. Ugh. P for people. Haha. <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> I don't know why. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the embattled Mikey system that we all know and love mm-hmm. is set to be overhauled from the 1st of December this year. This is pretty exciting news. What? I'm excited about this. But 
also I'm a bit like this is going to be a bit annoying because I've got a Mikey that lasts until March next year. I was so excited about my one that lasts till 2027. Wait, what? what? Wait, yeah. excuse me? Sorry. Hang, like, hang back. on, what? Hold yours, everyone. It was... Where do I get this? I don't know, but I, I got it out. and 2027? Like, so unless my phone is wrong, it might not be this one. It went to 2027. I'm going to have to double check this. What? Now. Yeah, I definitely have one to 2024, but... Can I just, before we before we get into this very important story, so you have multiple Mikeys. I keep forgetting to bring my Why Mikey. does everyone in this state have multiple Mikeys? No, so I, I will get to the... That they won't expire. That's the I issue. Will, like, I will get to the gate. Um, you know, even Freddie with our friend Adam, and he will, like, pull out his, like, you know, wallet of, like, ten different Mikeys and go, let's see which one has money on it. I... Yeah. One time I saw someone on the tram, um, they pulled out, like, I think six Mikeys out of their pocket and they just tapped it one by one to the reader waiting for no, one that, to work. That, that is what he does. I've that done is what that. happened. I've That's done that. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, guys... I don't do that because I'm a Chad Android user who has a mobile mic. <laughs> so No, but not even like I've just got but auto I mean, top up. Like I know, why do we Well what? I know that I have a few because like if my pass runs out in March, I never get it refilled, so I need to have one to be able to use in the time in between that needs to have money on it. I know that if I have family that comes down from Brisbane or from wherever they may be living, which is mostly Queensland, um, they need a Mikey because as we are about to talk about, you can't use anything else in this state, which yeah. is insane. Your reason is better than mine. I've just turned up to the station so many times without it that I just buy another one. Exactly. That's happened to me too. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure one of the ones that I have is because one day I didn't have mine and I had to buy another one. So do you have like one of the 365-day Mikey passes? Yeah. Have fun with that after December 1st. I, exactly. That's one of the things that I'm like, what is going to happen? But there's a two-year changeover. Okay. Like, it's not immediate. Well, what, but, what is replacing it? Well, great question, Freddie. Is this 10-year-old Freddie as well or something? Do no, we this is just 19-year-old Freddie. Okay. He's a bit curious. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, um, the US-based company Conduent, who runs PT systems in Paris, in New Jersey, in Dubai, and in Montreal, has been awarded the 15-year $1.7 billion contract. 15-year? Yeah, so we've had Mikey's for 15 years. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Since 2008 yeah. or nine. So I, I haven't believe? had Mikey's my whole life. No, wow. because do you remember having the Met card things? Yes. I remember something I that remember didn't the Met look cards. like this. It was blue. No, I just remember when these tickets. used to be white and green. No, oh, no, that's just the old Mikey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. Um, no, I remember the Met card system, which was then replaced by Mikey, which is now going to be replaced again. Which just feels like, of course it is. Like, come on. Yeah. Mikey is such a... It's uh, been... I mean, the introduction of Mikey was plagued by delays and cost overruns and technical faults, but I feel like so often I see something in the news that's like, the Mikey barriers aren't working. People are getting in for free. And I'm like, oh, no, yeah. how terrible. <laughs> uh, don't fare evade, people. We love paying our fares. We love all legal things and yep. none of the illegal ones. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, really, like, Mikey's... The fact that you can't use a card, a bank card or a phone to tap well. on unless you're Freddie and have an Android. Um, he's really us. disappointed about this overhaul because he wants to have something over you guys I, who have Apple phones. I like being words. able to That's go to says. my iPhone friends and be like, hey, look at this. I'm holding up my phone right now. But <laughs> But yeah. you still have to use an Android phone. And yeah. I do that by choice. I know. <laughs> 
This can be another episode. This can be we'll another episode. The next segment there. is going to be uh, talking about Apple versus Android. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a 3v1. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, um, so the Public Transport Minister, Ben Carroll, said that Conduit was going to upgrade Mikey so that all passengers could travel using just a bank card or a smartphone with a digital wallet rather than needing to buy a Mikey card and load it with funds, which people have said is a really big issue on trains and trams. Sorry, not trains. Not trains, because at a station, you can buy a Mikey. Trams and buses. Trams and buses is where I was going. (laughs) Um, Because you can't buy them. You just have to fare evade, which is not ideal for you, some. You just get to pay a more expensive fare. <laughs> yeah, very expensive fare. Um, it's been possible to um, pay with a card or a phone in London since 2012, aka oh, 11 wow. years ago. We're so slow. And Sydney since 2018. So people are saying like this is going to bring us into the 21st century, which is a bit funny. But I mean, they're kind of I can't. I see where they're coming from. Absolutely. So just clarify for me. Tourists have to buy a Mikey card. Correct. Tourists. Yeah, that's what have I liked to about Sydney. I just got to use my credit card. Exactly. That's why we'll get. That's why they're changing the yeah. system. And I yeah. think another thing is you a Mikey it. card to buy on its own costs six dollars, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which why? is silly. It is <laughs> silly. Yeah. Because then you have to put money on it as well. Yeah, like, if you're a tourist, that's $6 down the drain. The, yeah. Apparently you can get a refund for it, but you have to like go to a station or mail it in, and then they send oh, really? you like a bank transfer. Yeah, yeah and dealing with refunds and PTV, I, I have always thought it's the way they get a lot of money, is I've sent mm. so many emails to say, hi, my Mikey has expired and it's got money on it, and can I please? Like, I just, I never hear back. I just feel like it's a, it's a lost cause, any well, refunds. Well, to come back sort of like with expired Mikeys, because I have the mobile Mikey, that expires. And what, how do you get a new one? No, exactly. That's because I got an email one day, and it was like, hey, your mobile mic is about to expire. And I'm like, what? Why? Um, the whole point of no, the mobile is that you don't need the thing. It's so weird. And they don't clarify this in the email, but they send you, like, an email every two or three weeks until it's about to expire, and they go, oh, yeah, if you've used it in the last three months, it'll automatically renew. And I'm like, what a clunk, because that's obviously, like, something grandfathered in from, like, when the cards would expire, which they still do, but, like, they're like, oh, it's still got to expire in the system. That's, that's so clunky. So, that's so stupid. Yeah. Just an aside. I mean, yeah. that's like a kind of story of Mikey's life, right? Clunky and stupid. Clunky and stupid, and now it's expiring forever. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that was my first introduction to Melbourne moving here. Was like trying to tap on a Mikey because that's that's what that's what it says. Touch on. Yeah, touch on. What what does touch on mean to you? Tap your card. Tap your card. On the thing. Yeah, as in, so you tap it and then you take <clears throat> it away. Yeah, but you gotta like, hold it there. A bit. Hold it there for a yeah, bit. no. So it's not it's not touch on. It's hold on. Well, so I was I was I was here in here in Melbourne. I was like, I just got here, and I'm like, why is my mic not working? Why <laughs> okay. is it not? Ta- and then someone was like, Oh no no no! You need to like hold it there. You need to yeah. count to five. <laughs> okay, I don't count to five. I don't count to five either. But sometimes it depends how dodgy the tram is. True, that's actually. True. But that's listen, a good point. I like I come from go card country. You just mm, you yes. just you just yeah. tap. The go cards. Go cards came out in two thousand and eight. Same year. Same year as Mikey. And you just yeah, you just wave it. It's just sort of near there and it's yeah. like bing. It oh knows. my god. <laughs> There's it money to go and tell <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The go card things on the buses are like yeah. keep away. They're speedy. Yeah, they're really fast. So Public Transport Users Association spokesman Daniel Bowen Bowen. So it's probably Bowen, um, said enabling bank card and smartphone payments was long overdue and would remove a major obstacle to using Victoria's train, tram and bus network. Well, Which is, you're an Android user. 
What's your shirt? Can you use your bank card as an Android user? I don't need to. I my as an Android user, I can just use a MyKey. <laughs> so can the rest of us. We can all use MyKeys, actually. Yeah, but mine's on my phone and yours is like another you little cup. Put ours in the back of a Like mine case. is. Mine's yep. right on the back of my phone, just so that everyone can see. I'm holding up my phone, which has my MyKey in the back of it. But I don't have to do that because it's in my phone. But what's the difference? <laughs> One's better and the other's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche. Um, I don't have any more written down on the run sheet, so does anyone have any final thoughts about Mikey's? Bye, Mikey. <laughs> Won't miss you. <sighs> no, I think um, I think a lot of like Mikey gets like a lot of. I was I was about to say a bad word. Crap. I feel like I can say that. Mikey, yeah. gets, Mikey gets a lot of crap. But I think like just day to day use, it's not like that horrible, is it? I think when there's an issue with it, we all fixate on it a little bit and go, "Oh, this is terrible." Like not touching with bank cards, that's pretty stupid. We should be able to do that. I mean, I think the reason that it gets a lot of um, flack is because it's really expensive. But we yeah. haven't even touched on that. No, that's true. Like... What is it? Four dollars <laughs> sixty for an adult fare one way, no matter how many stops you're going. Yeah. I keep putting money on my card and I have to top it up almost every week for uni because I'm like, I just want to put on like 20 bucks at a time and I'm going through that. Yeah. One. Well, is when we're replacing Mikey, is this going to make fares cheaper or is it just moving how we're paying for it? Like, is know. it still going to cost $4.60 if I'm tapping my card? Yeah, I was going to say that's separate because we, we, saw, metro, um, we right. saw the regional fares changing. That was completely separate, I think, mm. to this. So is this actually We've already hit a bit this? of a flaw there. It's $4.60 to go from, yeah, for one stop, like you said, but also to go from here to Albury. Yes. So if fares were to reduce, would it then be kind of moving away from that flat fare system? That might be a different Well, I guess, like, that's what I'd kind of like to see, because I think with trams, um, you touch on, you don't touch off. Mm. And as a result, I think this is how it works. This is how it works on trains and buses. No matter how many stops you're travelling, once you touch on, you have that two-hour ticket. And that costs you $4.60, and you get unlimited travel in those two hours. That's how Mikey works. Um, I feel like we could make it cheaper by making it actually how much you're travelling instead of just giving you two hours of travel. Yeah, yes. I mean, I think it should just be cheaper overall. Well, no, that would be also be honest. ideal. That would but, also be ideal. Yeah, I mean, anything at this point. Like, $4.60 yeah. is expensive. Tw- two, twice a day. True, yeah. Um, five days a week. Yeah. X weeks a year. Like, cost of living. Up. Cost of living. Cosy lives, Cozy. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever said that before, or is that just? I've you? seen people say that on Cozy like lives. TikTok. Well, that like doesn't British count. people. British people. Yeah, the British people have like funny words for. <laughs> <laughs> they have, yeah, Cosy lives. But yeah, I don't know. But changing the system, if the main problem is how much it costs, like, is it gonna? Is, yeah. is just is tapping with our bank card versus tapping with a mic? Is that changing the way to paying four dollars sixty for a tram trip? That's oh, a very good point. It is a very good point. That's, yes. Yeah, I guess given we all live here and we're not tourists, it doesn't make that much of a difference to no, being able true. to pay for a card. But if you forget your card, it's annoying. Yay for innovation, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's go to a song. This is Instrumental Bonus Track by Alien Nose Job. We've got some good song names today. All right, you're listening to Represent. Stay with us. Welcome back to Represent. We are going to talk about uh, something. Gambling. Gambling. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot what segment That's we said okay. we were doing. We're doing Lachlan segment. We don't, we don't gamble and we don't know what it is. 20-year-old or 12-year-old Lachlan? Oh, 12-year-old Lachlan's gone. Okay. Sick of him. Sick of him. <laughs> Where did he go? He's on the couch outside the studio. He's sleeping. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Gambling. It is a huge issue at the moment in federal politics, and it's something that it's been kind of simmering away. We thought, okay, this is just kind of uh, one of the many kind of subplots or kind of background characters of what's going on in Canberra. Peter Dutton has given it a bit of a promotion. It is now a main character in our political drama this year. Before we get into what's happened with, with gambling, particularly in federal politics and with last week's budget, let's set the scene here. So gambling, it has a huge impact on Australians. We lose, Australians lose $25 million. That's to legal gambling each year. So there are also, you know, under the table, you know, gambling <laughs> activities that go on. Obviously, that's not tracked. So, $25 million a year lost by Australians to legal gambling, that is quite a lot of money. In addition to that, 40% of Australians gamble weekly, and of those, 46%, that's nearly half, are at risk of harm. So, people are losing money, and the people who are losing money are vulnerable people who really can't afford to be making these losses. It also skews younger. So the audience composition of a major betting company, um, in doing some research this week, I was able to find that out. 12% could be sinlessness. They're under 25. Oh. But then if you add in the next 10 years, um, under 35, 38% of online gamblers are under 35, at least uh, online gamblers of this one major betting company. So that is, yeah, four in, four in 10 of online gamblers are under 35. So that is, you know, a fair a fair chunk of the audience. So they are really targeting younger Aussies and skewing younger in who is who is taking that up. So with that, what's happened what's happened in camera? Well, politicians aren't too happy with that. And uh, opposition leader Peter Dutton, he had to reply to last week's budget and in his reply he took aim at the gambling industry. He said the bombardment of betting ads takes the joy out of televised sports. Um, not normally two things I would associate together, but that's just me. Um, joy in televised sports. I mean, I'm actually, I'm wearing today, I wanted to, I mean, you can't see it, you're listening at home. This is a Broncos It's a scarf. Broncos thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you gosh. know, you I, know. Yeah. You got it. Everyone else is like, Gryffindor. No, no, no. It uh, like, just I'm happy is very for that out of character for you, so I think that's probably. Well, I, I wanted, I wanted to dress up. We're talking Fair about, enough. we're talking Fair about enough. sports. We're talking about gambling. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a Broncos Maybe man. I'll tweet a photo of you. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. No, actually, my family recently changed our allegiance to the Dolphins, oh. and so they sent all the Broncos gear down to me because they're Seriously? like, no one in Melbourne will know. Yeah. True. Yeah, this is just a colourful scarf. Wait, is the Broncos uh, a rugby team? My family team? all goes for the Broncos. Yeah. So oh, that's, okay, thank you uh, for right? asking that question because I, I had no idea. I'm going to be honest, I was thinking... <laughs> Case in point, Brisbane no one Broncos. in Melbourne will know. Well, I was thinking the NFL team because my dad's a big Broncos NFL fan, so that's what I was thinking when he said Broncos, and I was like, that's not the Broncos colours, what? <laughs> No, is no. there Brisbane a, Broncos? Is, is there a, no. is there a football yes, team that's right. who's gold? Is it gold, navy, and red? Is that yeah, Adelaide Gold Coast Cruz? Wait, mm. gold, oh, that navy, is a and bit red. Adelaide. That's Adelaide Cruz. Mm. That is a bit of an Adelaide. This is, Adelaide. This is yeah. so yeah, uh, not on time. Anyway, yeah, we, 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 we are so out of our depth here. Yeah. <laughs> Tune into the sports desk on Friday. Anyway, Peter Dutton, he said the joy clearly that we've all experienced with televised sports. Well, betting ads take that out. Worse, they are changing the culture of our country in a bad way and normalising gambling at a young age. So again, we're seeing that in the numbers of, you know, 48% or no, 38%, sorry, 
of um, online gambling, you know, customers of a major online gambling company are under 35. So Peter Dutton has proposed um, taking a much harder line on gambling advertising during during sporting events on TV. Right now, the current restrictions are um, no gambling ads between five minutes before the kickoff of a game, whether that be AFL um, or you know NRL, which clearly no one knows about here. Um, so complete blackout between five minutes before kickoff until 8:30 p.m. After 8.30, kids have gone to bed, they can start to appear in ad breaks. Uh, but later this year, Labor does intend to take that further. They're going to introduce legislation to ban credit cards for online gambling. They're also going to hear back from an online gambling inquiry that launched last September. So Anthony Albanese, he has said he doesn't want to preempt that review because Bill, um, Peter, Peter Dutton, he's trying to wedge elbow on this issue by going, oh, we're going to take a really hard line on online gambling. The Prime Minister can't say that that's a bad idea, but he also can't say that the Liberals have had a good idea. So what does he do? Yeah. Um, what <laughs> he's done is he's gone. Yeah, I can't make it. I can't make a call here. But oh, gambling ads—they're pretty annoying, right? Isn't that relatable? I do agree. They are annoying. If I turn on the footy, I want to watch the footy. I don't want to watch an ad for sports bet, an ad for sports bet, an ad for sports bet, an ad for... They know, are so repetitive. That, like, it's ev almost every ad in every ad break. It is really, like, it's very much gotten worse over the last couple of mm. years. And I have noticed it kind of gradually. I mean, I would watch, like, maybe two footy games a year, right? Like, I'm not involved in it, but... Over the years, it has gotten... The proportions have just become so out of whack. Hmm. It's so many betting ads at the moment. They're also just, just not funny. They try no, so they hard try to be really funny, them. and they're not oh, funny. I just... I don't... Let's do our final oh. thoughts, and then we'll go to my yeah. redeeming. Yeah. Gambling yeah. sucks, no gambling. Thank don't, you. Don't gamble. Um, final thought is, is this going to work if they were to take gambling ads off TV? No, they can just advertise online where all yeah, the online gambling media. is anyway. Yeah. Um, KO, kind of the leading online sports streaming company, they've got 1.3 million subscribers. That's a lot of people to sell ads to. Yeah. Um, and then ads, of course, are also going to run on those highlights videos on social media platforms, YouTube as well. So there would need to be a much larger um, action, if any action, what's going to be taken. Yep, agree. All right, Naya, take it away. Um, on last Friday... A bit of an update from last Tuesday. Uh, Moira Deeming was voted to be expelled from the Liberal Party. Um, and I did have a whole lot to say, but I got That's lost. That's okay. We're, we're going late. to six. Um, oh, okay. Cool. Got six minutes. Um, and, you know, there's there's mixed reactions. There'd be mixed reactions within the party because not everyone voted to expel her. Um, and... There was a letter from her, and I can't remember exactly when the letter was published, and I was trying to work that out, um, which I would have read, but we do not have time, which was very interesting to hear her perspective on things. And one of the biggest things that I noticed in this is the reporting, of course, initially um, talking about it being the neo-Nazi rally, which um, we've seen actually in the past the neo-Nazi um, protesters have gatecrashed a lot of other rallies mm. in the past. They turn yeah. up, they grab on, and that was sort of... It was denied later. It was a little bit too late. I think I think it stuck for a little while that she was considered a neo-Nazi. Um, and, uh, of course, then, then there was a comment um, from the Liberal leader to say that um, she was not 
a Nazi or a neo-Nazi or having neo-Nazi sympathies, but it was left quite late. Um, the other thing I've noticed is the reporting on it, and this is, I understand, a very, very controversial topic, um, the reporting of it as an anti-trans rally, which is very interesting because that, I think, is what part of what the Liberal Party is trying to steer away from. They've got a history of being quite far right, particularly at the moment we're seeing a lot of people voting for Labor who sit more centre-left. Um, and, of course, Liberals are seeming to head quite right and trying to move into the middle. But um, particularly the ABC having uh, reported it as an anti-trans rally, but it was actually a women's rights rally. It was the um, Posey Parker rally about... Um, women's rights to do what? Women's rights to um, uh, public spaces like bathrooms, change rooms and prisons. And when they say threat to... And the threat rights. to women's rights um, in the risk of uh, uh, people of male sex threatening women in those spaces. Um, and I just, my biggest thing was I found it interesting posing it. They nowhere I have found something that says it was a women's rights rally. I only saw in all the things I found anti trans rally, unless it came from Moira's mouth said anti-trans rally and I get that the Liberal Party is trying to protect that themselves from being associated too far but do we have an issue with her being reported that way and then being expelled? It is very rare for all of the media, you're talking the ABC, Channel 7, all of the commercials to report on something in the exact same way. I think it's not many people reported exactly on that. We got a lot of neo-Nazi stuff at the start mm. and then a lot of ABC stuff. Um, but no, there the have end. been a lot of commercial yeah. platforms as well also using that terminology of anti-trans. Yeah. So for them all to report on the rally in that way and kind of agree on that angle is quite significant and perhaps speaks to, you know, a very real concern there. Mm. That's how I see it as well. I think that, you know, with... if at that point, like, people, like, the commercial channels, like, 7, 9, 10, whatever, if they are all on the same page with something like this, calling something anti-trans at the moment is so controversial. Exactly. That is such a red-hot thing to do. And I think the fact that they're all doing it, that says that high up, like, senior executives in their current affairs, news, whatever department, they've all said that is the predominant message that's the threat that's coming from this rally yeah yeah i guess my question in the three minutes we have left though is <laughs> yeah. with all of this so more redeeming's been expelled yeah is she going quietly well that's the thing because she said um there was an interview from her in the um it was the sunday herald sun um, where she did say that, um, I'll just find the right spot, um, that she didn't necessarily want... Here we go. Um, she was asked, do you want to sue the Liberal Party? And she said, absolutely not. Um, she wanted mediation. She wanted... When she said she wanted um, a legal team in there, she wanted mediation. She wanted sort of grounds. But she did... Um, it was reported that she sent a notice of defamation, which um, being expelled for... These these 
sort of the accusations of the the anti-trans rally. At least we seem to have moved from the neo-Nazi stuff. Um, does does she have the right to sue? Well, I mean, she has the right to, but should she sue for defamation? You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast, where young people run the show. <laughs>